0: Another incredible experience that we had that I definitely, going back to our ratings, I know we're not technically doing ratings all the way through, but Team Lab was a 10 out of 10. I Team loved Lab it. is an 11 out of 10. I was
1: so excited <laughs> to go to this place. So Team Lab, yes, it's a museum with digital art, but they incorporate light, sound, water. You walk through it barefoot. I mean, it was just incredible. I'd never been through any type of exhibition ever like that before.
0: Yeah, very interactive. Like you in every room that you go into, it's set up kind of in different rooms. So each room is a different experience, whether it's like you said, light, sound, visual um, touch, like sensory, and it's so interactive. You are a part of the art in every room that you go into, which was really unique yeah i loved that oh and so so i actually went back twice
1: because i went back.
0: hey friends it's nicole and kate your girls from across the globe sydney australia and puerto rico to be exact and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you i'm kate and i'm nicole and welcome back to another candid conversation with us Each week, we bring you a new
1: conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead
0: to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in hi nicole hello kate i am so thrilled to be recording our recap episode from our japan trip i have been waiting with excited anticipation for this day
1: even though <laughs> it meant that we're recording virtually again you not we're not in person
0: We had very high hopes of actually recording this episode in person, but number one, we ran out of time. (laughs) And number two, we thought, I wonder if it would add value to the episode for us to be a little bit removed from the trip when we recorded the episode. And I don't know if you agree, Nicole, but I do think that kind of letting things settle in reflecting on the trip. Um, I know Omar did this amazing tweet uh, about like his lessons learned from everyone on the trip, which I thought was really, really cool. So i um, even though I would love to be with you in person. I'm glad that we decided to wait to record this episode because I think it's going to add a lot in terms of like our reflection and our experience.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I went through my camera roll, I don't know how many times in between since coming home. So just, you know, reliving the trip, looking at photos again, and just remembering little details and just letting it all kind of process and sift in the background. I think, yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be great. And plus, we got to, you know, have a little bit of distance in
0: between. So reliving it is like extra fun. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. (laughs) So friends, a couple of weeks back, we shared our trip planning experience where we talked about how we came up with the idea to plan a girl's trip, what decisions were critical for us to make early on. And we also shared a bit of our approach to figuring out what activities we'd participate in and as importantly, not participate in (laughs) and we are on the mic again today, this time On the other side of our trip to Tokyo, to share an update, how well did we plan this trip? (laughs) Today we're going to find out. Yeah, what happened on this trip?
1: (laughs) We did give some spoilers on Instagram, though. If anyone
0: was following our stories, they might have seen a few things. Yes, we did. I mean, we had too many amazing pictures to not share. Yeah, I had like four albums going, our group
1: album, then our girls trip album, then my favorites album, then the album with Omar. I was like,
0: ah, I've got too many albums and there are so many photos and I'm just loving every single one okay this is such a fun hack that i learned from you on this trip i never knew that you could do shared albums like that and just add photos to it so that is such a great way because i'm always at the end of each day like trying to airdrop with people and airdrop gets confusing because once you accept someone else's pictures then you're like wait i don't know which one are which ones are mine and which ones are the other person's shared albums are so cool (laughs) look at us tip number one when you're on a trip start a shared album yes (laughs) yes so nicole i thought it would be fun to kind of score ourselves on a few of the things that we talked about in our trip planning experience because now that we have fully experienced this trip we know what our locations were like we know what the hotels were like that we booked we have experienced all the activities we planned so what do you think about doing just kind of like a rapid fire score of one to ten ten being the best and one being like could have done that way better um, on these things. Yeah, I love it. Okay. For sure. <laughs> so as we discussed a little bit in our trip planning episode, we actually had multiple parts to this trip. So the first, well, your experience starts even before John and I get to Japan and Cass as well, you and Omar spent time in Kyoto and was it just Kyoto? We went from Tokyo to a little town town a little city called
1: Kanazawa and then to Kyoto and then to Osaka to meet up with you guys so we had about a week before we met up with you guys.
0: Okay so you and Omar had this solo part of the trip the two of you then John and I meet up with you guys in Osaka we spend Six days a week in Osaka together. Then we split with the boys. The boys go skiing up north. We go to Tokyo and we meet up with Cass, our third mastermind member. And that's when this girls portion of the trip starts. And what we're going to be focusing on for today's episode is the time that the three of us spend together in Tokyo.
1: The time that we meet Cass in person for the
0: first time. For the first time. Yes, that's right. So Nicole and I have met in person multiple times. We were neighbors in San Diego, actually. And this was, in fact, the first time that either of us had met Cass in person. So that was like a really cool excitement to the trip as well. Okay, so let's start with our location. We booked kind of an apartment style suite, I guess is how you would describe it. Hotel apartment. Yeah, there you go. Hotel Apartment. Mhm. Um it is called the Mimaru and there are this is kind of like a chain. I don't know if it's a chain outside of Japan, but it's certainly one inside of Japan. They have a lot of different locations. We were at the Mimaru. It was is it Nihombashi? Nihombashi. Nihombashi. Mimaru Suites Nihombashi. I believe yes. that's what it's
1: called. We're going to probably butcher quite a few Japanese yeah.
0: names here, Well, so. we will link to these things in the description and that will be a much more reliable way for you to see what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I don't want to Yes, we're going to we're going to score the the Mimaru sweets. I won't I was just about to comment on it. Oh, okay. Yes, we're going to score it 1 to 10. So actually, we do credit goes to Omar. Omar's the one that found this for us. Yeah,
1: he's really good w- research, right? Yeah, we were, if we go back to our planning episode, there were quite a few elements that had to work out for our um, accommodation because it's three girls. Um, we wanted enough space, enough bathrooms, enough space for our mastermind. So there were quite a few things that had to kind of check the boxes, so to speak. And um, mm. and we, I had thought about a hotel apartments, and when Omar found these suites, and I looked at the photos, I was like, oh, this looks perfect. This looks really, yeah. really good.
0: Was it perfect though? How perfect was it? How perfect? Well, I know what my score for Mimaru is. Do you know what yours is? I do. I'm going to give it a nine. Oh, okay. I was going to say 9.5. So we are pretty on the same page with that. I thought it was excellent. I want to change my score now. I think a 9.5 too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a nine is still a very high score, and I thought it was absolutely wonderful. I think actually the only thing that I can think of that I thought could have been better is there was like one day when they came in to clean where... They didn't really check all the boxes, but it wasn't like a huge deal, right? It was You're little right. You're right. That was it. That was literally it. Yeah. The space was wonderful. It checked every box that we wanted it to check. It was clean. It was super clean. The, and okay, let's, let's talk location too, because like the actual apartment and everything was great. What did you think about the location that we were in? Because... We weren't necessarily in like a super busy part of the city and we subwayed pretty much everywhere that we went. I think we maybe did one or two meals that we could walk to, but everything else we did a subway or a bus. What do you think of the location? So maybe
1: that is why I immediately gave it a nine. I was maybe thinking about the location, but having said that, the location's actually really good. So we got mm. from Osaka to we arrived in. Uh, in Tokyo, Tokyo Station, and Tokyo Station is central. I mean, Tokyo is such a big city, right? It's super spread out. Um, But we were, and we caught a cab, and it was only 10, 15 minutes from Tokyo Station, you know, and so Nihonbashi as a, you know, an area in Tokyo is actually pretty central because all of the other places that we wanted to get to, that we spent a lot of time, and we'll we'll talk about those when we break down our, our itinerary, were only about... 20 25 maybe 30 minutes but i think where we ended up spending most of our time was about a half an hour away from our location which again it wasn't a bad thing because there were some nice uh, neighborhood restaurants around it was very walkable it was convenient we had a subway station just four minute four minute walk
0: so yeah it was literally within a couple of blocks and that like you said every place that we went was you can get anywhere on the subway i'm always thinking
1: yeah i'm always thinking i want to give it a 10 now like there was really (laughs) nothing wrong with this place
0: but i think i would actually maybe give the location i'm so huge on location when i travel i love being right in the middle of everything but i also want like a place that's quiet and and i know that that can kind of be hard to settle sometimes me maro and Nihombashi was so quiet i did not hear one street noise the entire time that we were there and we even had our windows open during the day and stuff yeah are we going to talk about how amazing our sleep's were how oh my amazing goodness. the beds were and like the bed it was. was like a fluffy cloud on top of a fluffy cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I had the best night's sleep. Remember we'd
1: wake up every morning and like, how'd you sleep? Amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing.
0: So well, so well. Yeah, I mean the comfort in that place was very next level. Yeah. Okay. So for the location, though, I think I'd probably give it an eight. Although I had zero complaints about doing the subway. Actually, I think that that eight is more a reflection of just like traveling through Japan, period. Because mm-hmm. every city is so huge that to stay in the middle of it, like it's just not possible. It, Especially there's with so Tug, yeah. many middles yeah
1: right maybe because in osaka we were very centrally located mm-hmm. that could have been and that's true i'm not sure in terms of how size wise osaka compares to tokyo i mean they're both massive cities but i think this the sprawlingness of tokyo is much more than osaka so perhaps yeah. that's where we felt like oh we had to kind of travel a little bit more but again mm-hmm. it was it was fine
0: yeah riding the subway was one of the experiences too Yes, definitely. And I loved riding the subway. It was so easy. It was so intuitive. And something that really impressed me about Japan in general, and I know we're going to talk about like some of these things that we noticed and um, things that we really liked about Japan and something that I was so impressed by was basically everything is in English. They make it so easy as an English speaking traveler to know where you are, to know where you're supposed to go, to get to where you want to go. Every stop on the subway was pronounced in English, you know, as an after. uh, And they they just made it so easy. And Google Maps, of course. Always trust Google Maps. Google Maps (laughs) is your friend. Google's always right. okay so what would you score did you score location a 10 so for location i gave it a
1: nine as well only because we're going to talk about our favorite area or my favorite area now harajuku and the Mm Ayoama area so perhaps like next time i'd want to stay there um so yeah i'm going to give it a nine as well
0: okay awesome Well, as you mentioned, Harajuku was a place that we spent so much time. It was the cutest little town, city. I don't even know how to refer to these places. They're like little magical areas.
1: (laughs) Areas. Yeah. In Sydney, we say suburb when we, but
0: again, that has a different meaning,
1: I think in the States. So little area of Tokyo.
0: Yeah. Um, and i think we were probably there let's see if we were we were together for seven days mm-hmm. seven full days i think we were probably in harajuku at least four of those days i think so I'm looking say? at i'm looking at our schedule and yeah uh-huh yeah <laughs> It was the cutest little area, so many incredible cafes, restaurants, shops, um, just every kind of store you could imagine. And that's the cool thing about traveling to a new place is everything's totally different. Like every cafe you walk into, every restaurant you visit, every shop you go into, everything's different so there's always it's so stimulating right mm-hmm. like there's no boredom and like oh i've been into that store a hundred times before i've literally never heard of this store before
1: <laughs> yeah and and you feel you really feel that in a country like japan in a city like tokyo like it's very different which is what makes it such an interesting place to visit because it is
0: unlike anything back at least in our homes in our respective mm-hmm. cities yeah So if we kind of break down our itinerary, Harajuku was definitely a spot that we frequented. Um, I would say Shibuya is an area we went to at least a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um, You and I, before Cass arrived, hung out in Shibuya. And you had your little hack of going up to the second story Starbucks window to see the Shibuya scramble, which was really cool. Let's see. We did Yoyogi Park. Which was amazing. I think I went back to that park twice after that because I loved it so much.
1: Right. That's right near Harajuku. That was such a beautiful park that, um, and we got lucky with the plum trees that were blooming because we were just there before the cherry blossom season. So we knew the cherry blossoms we were going to miss those. But the plum trees blossomed and they kind, of, they kind of look a little bit like the cherry blossoms. These beautiful pink, purple flowers on these trees. So that was really magical when we got there and we saw all these people taking photos and we took our snaps as well. Lots of them, probably yes. about 50. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um another incredible experience that we had that i definitely going back to our ratings i know we're not technically doing ratings all the way through but team lab was a 10 out of 10 i team loved lab it. Is an 11
1: out of 10 i was so excited <laughs> to go to this place so team lab yes it's a museum with digital art digital art exhibitions um but they incorporate light sound water You walk through it barefoot. I mean, it was just incredible. I'd never been through any type of exhibition ever like that before.
0: Yeah, very interactive. Like you in every room that you go into, it's set up kind of in different rooms. So each room is a different experience, whether it's like you said, light, sound, visual, um, touch, like sensory. And it's so interactive. You are a part of the art in every room that you go into, which was really unique. Yeah, I loved that. Oh, and so so I actually went back twice because
1: I went back with you guys, but Omer and I had been, because the first time Omer and I had been to Japan, um, it was just pre-COVID and a lot of these places were closing down, Mm. were were shutting down. So I was like, oh, if I go back, I have to go
0: back. And we did. So that's there all the time. Yeah, I think the
1: original one is called TeamLab Borderless and that was mm. that was the one that we wanted to go to back in 2020. And I don't know if Team Lab Planets was always there, but I f- feel like that's that's the one they opened up since COVID. Okay. Yeah. So, but a lot of the the LED light room that mm. we went to which mm-hmm. is just like it's, I think it's called the Crystal Universe. There's tons of pictures on Instagram. It's it's amazing. That exhibition was in the Team Lab Borderless originally. So I don't know if they've moved some of the installations, but I was so glad when it was there. I was, yeah.
0: was I'd seen so many pictures and videos of it. And I was like, I have to see that. I have to see that crystal universe. I think that was my favorite room because it was not only all the like crystal LED lights around you that you're walking through, but then also every wall the floor and the ceiling was mirrored Mm -hmm. so no matter where you are you're looking at these lights and at the people all around you which was i've never seen anything like it
1: yeah that's why like they tell you before you go in make sure you're not wearing a skirt because the floor (laughs) is mirrored And so they have little shorts to rent, which is, of course, very organized and very planned, which I love about the Japanese. So in case you show up with a skirt, don't worry, you can rent some shorts. (laughs)
0: Um, We also had our mastermind day, which was so incredible. Um, I feel like the setup of it, we gave each other kind of like different roles that we were in charge of for the day. We had a whole agenda. Um, We talked about it a few days in advance. So we were all very prepared for our time. I thought that that whole mastermind session just went so, so well. That's another 12 out of 10 for me.
1: The mastermind (laughs) went My scoring is really, really off, but I (laughs) loved our mastermind session so, so much. And I don't know what it was. It was part of it was the planning, part of it was we've been doing this for three years now online. So to be doing it in person, but I think it was the build up as well during the days before that. Like I thought, There was this, and I didn't expect this to happen, just this balance of personal conversations, business conversations. Like I got to learn more about your guys' business. And then so by the time we got to the mastermind, I don't know, we'd gotten other conversations out of the way. So we were really focused on our agenda. And I think we got a lot out of it because we, yeah, we'd had these pre-convos beforehand.
0: I'm really glad that we planned it timing wise like that versus doing the mastermind at the very beginning, because I totally agree that also gave us like four solid days of it. Like we said, this is our first time ever even meeting Cass. And all of a sudden, the three of us are living in a, essentially a hotel together, a little apartment hotel. So it was really good to be able to just spend that time together and not be thinking about an agenda or what we want to accomplish, even though we kind of, did that for the trip as a whole, but not like we did for the mastermind. Like that was very structured. We timed it. We were very on point. So yeah, I totally agree. Well, something interesting about our mastermind was that we had a decision to make Mm. about
1: where we were going to do it Mm -hmm. because Cass made the suggestion that we go to a WeWork, uh, so a co-working space and have our mastermind there, which I could see the the pros or the benefits or whatever of doing that you get out of your space and you're in a a focused place where okay this is where we're going to have our mastermind but it was a two-to-one vote. We we both wanted to remain in the in the accommodation, in our suites. And the only
0: reason that I guess... Well, you brought up the point that it's so important to, ha- to like, why do we want to do this, right? And when we kind of laid out why we would want to be in a WeWork versus why we would want to be in our space, which back to planning where we were staying, that was kind of the intention, that we were getting a place so that it would be possible to do the mastermind in our space and, able to grab snacks and go to the bathroom without it being this whole like, okay, now I'm, you know, leaving the building to go to the bathroom or however it would have been set up, you know? So I think that that was a really key point.
1: Yeah. And our suites had this beautiful living area with like a really big dining table in the middle with like an L-shaped couch. So it was actually really quite spacious. We had like three sections that we could, you know, that we could sit with our laptop and kind of spread out with our notes and all of that stuff. So the actual space that we did consider when we, when we booked it was very conducive to the mastermind, but what tipped the vote in favor of staying at the suites was someone was very ill the day before.
0: You poor thing. (laughs) You had a full day out of commission. And I will say You were such a trooper because I know that you were feeling awful because you stayed in bed all day, which I think was great for you to get that rest. We still really kind of haven't gotten to the bottom of what happened, have we?
1: I don't know if it was, I don't know what the difference between a stomach bug or food poisoning is, but it was definitely one of those. So I Mm -hmm. think I got a little bit of food poisoning, which is really unusual when, you know, if I, when I, when I, tell people it's like japan but japan's you know really clean and all of that but i don't think it had anything to do with i I mean i don't know what the difference between do you know what the
0: difference between a stomach bug and food poisoning is yeah i don't know but what's really weird and why i lean towards um the stomach bug is because we all ate exactly the same things like we really couldn't identify a meal that we had that was different to one another and Cass and i were both fine yeah so well, it lasted 24 hours. And again, you know,
1: I think it was incredible that, you know, it it just lasted 24 hours because I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be out of commission the next day. You are so sweet and going to get me a drink that is very well known in Japan called Pocari Sweat, which is like a a Gatorade, I suppose, an electrolyte drink. So you went and got me two bottles of those, a massive bottle of water. And I just hung out in bed all day watching my shows on Netflix and recovered. So I was back the next day, but um, I think it was, this is another thing I'll probably get to is that, you know, I was finishing my Invisalign, constantly taking out my Invisalign trays mm. before meals, after meals. And as much as I was hand sanitizing, there was hand sanitizers everywhere in every restaurant mm-hmm. that we went to every, you know, washing hands and all that. I was putting my hands in my mouth a lot. So yeah, as clean as as, you know, as conscientious as I was of all of that. I think that's probably what did it. Yeah. So yeah, getting sick. Even one day that can happen, but it didn't spoil. It didn't spoil the the week. Honestly, I was you so grateful. You back
0: like so hardcore, and so that was, I think, kind of the tipping point of having the mastermind at the place versus mm-hmm. going to a we work because we weren't really sure how you were going to be feeling, and that would be awful to be someplace else and be feeling sick. And yeah, so that was like the tipper of okay we should do this mastermind at the hotel
1: (laughs) and do you remember how um so something special about the minamaru i keep saying minamaru it's mimaru suites something special about the mimaru suites is they have in the reception area all these plates and little items cups sauces and picture frames that you can take up to your room you can just select what you want and you just take them up to your suites so that you create your own well you can decorate your suites right yeah, yeah. we did, we hadn't had a chance to do that but we decided I think this was your idea we thought let's go and get some of these little items and let's change up the the living area so at least it feels different for the day of our mastermind which i thought was really cute that we did that
0: Yeah, it made it feel just, I don't know, we'd been staying at that place for several days together, then we decorated it, it just all felt right. So I definitely give our mastermind a 10 out of 10 for sure. And then our next day after the mastermind was our last full day, just the girls And that's when we met up with our stylist. We went on Airbnb experiences. We booked a personal stylist from Tokyo to take us around to the different stores and stuff. This was, of course, um, highly influenced by Cass and she's a personal stylist and was really keen to chat with somebody who knew about the styles and the shops and all of that. But I know both of us were really excited to do that experience as well. So much so that me Nicole and Cass recorded an episode in in person together in Japan about that personal stylist experience and kind of about our experience with the style in Japan in general, because we did a lot of shopping. <laughs> and so that episode is going to be coming out in the podcast. So definitely be on the lookout for that. We dedicate the entire episode to it. And I had so much fun recording that episode in person. That was the best. Gosh, there's nothing not
1: that being separated by oceans is ever going to stop us from recording but wow what an experience to be in the same room together and recording a combo. definitely yeah special.
0: definitely okay so we're so excited for that episode to come out um and then the next day we moved out yeah that was it quick i mean it felt really quick in the moment but now looking back and going over everything that we did it feels even quicker <laughs> our days were so full though I just feel like we did so much every single day. You know, I've kind of like for our itinerary, looking back on it, I've picked out like the one major thing we did that day. But each day we kind of did like two or three things. You know, we were going out to lots of great meals. Um, We had the day where we went to the shrine that was in conjunction with the Yoyogi Park. Um, Actually, something that I really loved about our time together that we talked about, I would say a little bit in the planning process, but I don't know if we super focused on it, but I loved how each of us was willing to like do our own thing. If we didn't all want to do the same thing. So we had lots of activities planned out that we knew we all wanted to do, but there were, I think a couple of different days where midday we were just kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm done with shopping now. I'm going to go to the park Mm -hmm. or I'm not done with shopping. I'm going to keep shopping. Um, So that was, I really appreciated that about our time together because I love traveling with people who are willing to be flexible, be like, okay with the fact that not everyone's going to do everything together. That you don't have to stay together every, every single minute. Yeah, exactly. I I think that that's a a great, that's signs of a great travel partner. (laughs) I know.
1: And we left out our head spa and blowout appointment on the first afternoon.
0: That is right. Was it the first afternoon? Yes. The first afternoon before Cass had even gotten there, you and I went. And it was kind of that way just because we wanted to all do it at the same time. But this place could only do one of us at a time. So we had our time staggered. So Nicole and I went and then Cass was meant to go after us she kind of got delayed in getting to the place and so she ended up going a separate day but that place was amazing sinden is the name of it we will link to it if you are in harajuku area and into blowouts or head spas which i'd never heard of before we went on this trip that Me place neither. was so great. Sinden was awesome. So head spas, I had not heard of them
1: either. Um, that was something that Cass introduced us to. And essentially it's a really amazing head massage, like an extended head massage. Like you can have 30 minutes, 60 minutes. And... So after this like really lengthy, deep, deep tissue, not deep tissue, deep head massage, um, then you go and do your shampoo and blow out. And so I was like, I, I think I fell asleep about three times during my session. It was so
0: good. So good. It was so relaxing. I was so happy with how my hair turned out the way I think just because of like my workouts and being in Puerto Rico where it's hot all the time and I'm sweating pretty much every single day. I have a really hard time going like more than maybe a day, maybe two days without like washing my hair. This blowout was so amazing that I think I did four, given that I wasn't like going on, you know, really intense runs every day or anything like that, but I think four days we went.
1: Yeah. I could, Do you remember we kept saying, this is lasting so long. How is it lasting this long? Yeah. And what did they great, put in our hair? <laughs> yeah. What did they put in our hair? And yet at the same time, my hair still felt really soft. You know, sometimes mm. they put so much product in there. It feels kind of crunchy and just kind of gunky a little bit. I don't know. My hair just felt really, really soft, but The curls and the wave they put through it held, which never does. It usually drops really, really quickly. So we're like, oh, send in. And it didn't get like
0: greasy either. No, I know. It was like the strangest thing. I I wish I could go back to that place very regularly. Um, Actually, we enjoyed it so much that we kind of bookended our trip and went to another head spa and blowout that we do not recommend. (laughs) I give them... I'll be nice and give them a two instead of a one, <laughs> oh but it was oh. no bueno.
1: <laughs> right. They, they meant well. They did mean well. Service was great. They were lovely. Mm-hmm. The place was beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. It was just, they had this, I guess, their signature thing was to give your hair a very kind of wet, oily look. It must be like a bit of an in thing. And, to be fair like we looked at the sty- the stylist who all did our hair had that wet oily look mm. so it was it felt very trendy that's the other thing i think it was yeah a trend and very so very hip place. very very, very <laughs> hip so re- yeah it was cool it was an experience um but it made us really appreciate afterwards that sinden was yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's also part of the experience, right? With travel, yes, you take you take you take some gambles, don't you? That's true.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay, well, as we kind of wrap up this itinerary portion, um, because I definitely want to get to maybe like our biggest impressions of Japan, um, any like major takeaways. Uh, things that maybe we found that we could relate to about like Japanese culture or like things that we experienced and things that we couldn't relate to. But I want to know if there's anything Nicole after kind of recapping our itinerary going through the major like decisions that we made like the location the hotel the activities. Do you feel like there's anything that we missed during our planning or something that we could have planned way better that we haven't talked about already. I mean, this is going to sound like
1: I thought our planning actually served us. I know Mm. that some people will say it's a bit of a fine line. I do think our planning though served us really, really well. I think it would be interesting to see because we're all planners. It would be interesting to see what would happen if we, you know, threw caution to the wind and decided, okay, we're not going to plan anything for X amount of days and just see what happens. Maybe the next time we could do that. But I, j- I just feel like everything went really, really well. We Our schedules were really in sync. Like in the morning, we'd all agreed that we were going to do some work and we were going to work out. Whoever wanted to work out would work out. Oh, can I just say we crushed our step count every day. Like we were walking so much. We were walking what? At least like 20,000? 20, almost 20,000. Between yeah. 15 and 20, yeah. There, yeah. There were some days I think we, we hit over 20, which is pretty incredible. So I was good with not having to add any additional workouts to my routine because yeah. I thought, but I know that you worked out in the morning and I know Cass did. Uh, we all did a little bit of like work, work in the morning. Um, so I I felt like our schedules in the morning were really in sync. And then we had that middle part of the day where we, you know, we, we had our things planned and, and that we went out and did stuff. And then we we're all pretty much on the same page when it came to our sleep. Like we just, we're going to say, it. we're not real party animals, you know, <laughs> we were yeah. in bed by what 10 10 30
0: which I really appreciated too because not only am I do I kind of trend more towards like I'm so happy to go grab food and like have a dinner in versus like always being out at a restaurant or being out late I I think maybe because I feel like you can control the experience more Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of a control freak so I definitely that. I mean, but that aside, I also felt like for you, this was going on week three. For me, it was going on week two. And I just felt like we had been out a lot. We had been doing things every single day. Um, So those I think we did two nights, maybe one, maybe two nights where we kind of had a dinner in at the place. Um, And I was very grateful for that little breather there.
1: Those (laughs) nights in were so much fun. They were like, I mean, I have so many favorite things about our week together. Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, going to grab like Cass found a really cool sushi takeaway place. And so she Mm -hmm. went and grabbed some of that. We loved our convenience store foods. That yeah. surprised you, right? Convenience stores in Japan, like 7-Elevens, Family Marts, all these little convenience stores have actually really, really good food. And so it's we like get going our- to a Whole Foods. I know. I know. It's so good, right? And so it was totally fine. They even have like wine if you want. They've got alcohol as well. So you can totally have your own little party, dinner party. Off this little stuff, and th- that was just really fun. We had music going, we were chatting. Um, yeah. so definitely didn't felt like, feel like we missed out by not going out that night because, like you said, mm-hmm. we were out a lot, like our days were really, really full.
0: Yeah, I think our planning served us really well. I don't know that I could do a trip without it just because <laughs> I feel like, even despite all the planning that we did, I do feel like there were a couple of things that we didn't get to do that I really wanted to experience. But I also appreciated that, you know, we kind of had our list of things we wanted to do, but we didn't say like, other than things that we had to book in advance, we didn't say we have to do this on this date. It was kind of like either the night before or that morning we gathered, we figured out what we all felt like doing, and then we kind of hit like two or three things on our list. So I really liked that fluidity in the schedule. Mm -hmm. But I would have loved to do an onsen, which I didn't do. So I would have loved that experience. And um, the Shibuya Sky Tower was actually something that I thought would have been a really cool experience if we had hit hit it right with like the timing and everything. Um, and that never quite worked out for us. There was one night where we thought we were going to be able to make it happen. But then we went on and there weren't any tickets left or something. So yeah, that was the other thing, right? It was like Tokyo
1: was busy. Even mm-hmm. though we were there in low season, you have to book certain things in advance like the the Sky Tower. Was um, it mm-hmm. Rick Steves that says always leave something for next time? Yes, that's so right. You're Rick. on sin. <laughs> you're on sin so experience- smart. I know it's always, it is always good to leave something. I think once I heard that for the first time, it kind of helped me to just like be okay and relax with like not hitting everything on my itinerary. So I think that's one of the other things that made this really low stress is that it's okay. Like you will come back. You can come back. I mean, that's a huge privilege. And so if you think about it from that mindset, then it's okay if you don't do everything that you wanted to do. Um, yeah i would so was there anything you so that that's what you felt like you do differently just a couple of things that you felt you missed out on yeah for me I, I do you feel like we worked probably too much in the morning i kind of wish like i had I had less work in the mornings oh. that's maybe what i would do differently i would really cap it okay at, like 60 minutes no more an hour
0: Okay, sometimes it can be tough, right? Because you you don't really, sometimes you hop on and you think you're going to have five minutes and you have 50 minutes. And sometimes you hop on, you think you're going to have 50 and you have five. (laughs) So I guess part of running a business, but yeah, I, I I do appreciate kind of that time in the morning to do a check in because then you have the day without any worries or feeling like you've missed something or you need to be doing something. But that's actually a good, you know, thing to consider for next time is like maybe we do put an actual time cap on it so that we're all, you know, more intentional about pre work or whatever. But again, like I mean, I think this is what contributed to
1: our trio and having this whole thing really work out well is that our schedules were really easy to sync up in that way in the sense that you know I think Cass said I've got I've got tons of work to do like we could have all kept going you know but
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's, it's not like one person sitting there waiting for everyone else. Come on guys, let's yeah. go. Like, you know, what are you doing? Get off your laptop or anything like that.
0: <laughs> I felt like we were disciplined about it in that regard. Like we kind of all checked in with each other and said like, you know, we put a time on mm-hmm. when we wanted to be out of the apartment. And I felt like all of us really stuck to that, which how good were we? Hey, mm-hmm. like we're going to leave at this time. And we all left at that time. Yeah. Like we yeah. were really
1: good. <laughs> so Kate, this was your first time in Japan as we know, I'd lived there and had been there before, but as someone who was visiting for the first
0: time, what are your big overwhelming, like things that you loved? Well, I will say Japan totally blew my expectations out of the water. I, I honestly didn't really have expectations because Japan has never really been on my radar. Like I love traveling Europe. I I love traveling period. Japan was just never a place that I was thinking like, oh, I have to go there. I didn't know much about it. Um, So overall, it blew my expectations out of the water. I really enjoyed it. It's a beautiful place. It has so much to offer. I'm still like reeling over the size of it. Mm. Everything is just so big and so busy. And despite it being big and busy, it doesn't really feel what you would think big and busy would feel like. I mean, it's so organized. It's so clean. People are insanely friendly and accommodating and they want to help you. And those are all things that I absolutely love. So that organization, cleanliness, people's attitudes, just everyone being so super nice, super respectful of like people around them. Um, Yeah, I was just impressed with every the quality of the service everywhere we went. Mm, I'm gonna concur on a lot of those. Uh, I'll put food
1: up there as well, because I do love the food and Yes, the hygiene, the cleanliness, that is something that's a very personal preference. And I just love that. I think overall, what I love about Japan is that they optimize for comfort and convenience. And, you know, if you like that organization, if you like that sense of like calm, orderliness, then they do prioritize that. I mean, how many times did we see signs on the subway or in elevators in the lifts that said please refrain from talking yes (laughs) which which i some people go what how can you tell people to stop talking but the whole point of that is so that you're not having a really loud obnoxious conversation because if you think about like the how packed the subways were right like to your point it's a very densely populated country so imagine if you didn't consider having all those people in tight spaces being really, really loud, whether it's on their phones to each other, you know, that's where you get that sense of like, wow, it's busy, but why doesn't it feel chaotic or why doesn't it feel super crazy and noisy? It's because of this sense of like, Hey, we understand there's a lot of people here. So let's just try and keep things kind of quiet, calm and comfortable so that everyone's, you know, just yeah has that sense of of comfort, so I love that yeah yeah it's 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 a cultural thing for sure and and that can go two ways, like it might not be everyone 's cup of tea, but if we're talking about what we like and why we like it, that for me, I actually value that, um, the politeness like you said and One thing, too, that I really love, and it comes from that service and and, and orderliness and cleanliness, is that aesthetics matter. Like aesthetics are really important. So everything is really beautifully prepared, beautifully packaged, um, nicely presented. I value that. And I really feel that. Yeah you get that in japan and of course the onsens i know you haven't experienced it but when you do experience an onsen um it's quite addictive (laughs) you just want to do an onsen every single day and an onsen is a public bathhouse where you sink in these hot hot baths i've heard it's a very relaxing experience so relaxing the deep sleep that you get after two is amazing
0: yeah All right. So on that note of kind of our big takeaways or things that surprised us about Japan or things that we love about Japan, what would you say is like one major thing that you can relate to and one major thing that you can't relate to? All right. So I can relate to the, to valuing quiet,
1: cleanliness, convenience. Definitely relate to that. I enjoyed that. The other side of that convenience and aesthetics and beauty that I was talking about is I think sometimes an excessive use of like plastic, wrapping, uh, a sense of a bit of waste maybe. Mm. I do feel like it doesn't feel as environmentally conscious sometimes uh, for the most part, Um, even like water waste. I mean this is again coming from Sydney, Australia where we're very – you know, conscious of how much water we use, plastic, all of that. Japanese definitely, definitely recycle, I know that for a fact when I lived there. But yeah, I think um there's a little bit more of an excessiveness when it comes to some waste.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, Okay, I have to agree with you on the can relate to I mean, the cleanliness and the organization and the systems that they have in place, like, even in a very busy atmosphere, you're never waiting for a really long time, Mm -hmm. like the efficiency is just so top-notch and I can definitely relate to that (laughs) and appreciate it. (laughs) Um, I know that this is going to be kind of a funny one given that we were with Cass and we did a lot of like style experiences and shopping, but one thing I just couldn't relate to was the style. Ah. Um, a lot of the shops that we went into and especially learning from our personal stylist, which again, make sure you check out the episode that we record with Cass on that. Um, You and Cass both bought some really beautiful pieces, like stunning, but picturing buying those pieces. And I think a big part of this for me, too, is that I live in Puerto Rico and it's tropical and that style doesn't really translate as well, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I just couldn't relate to like the big baggy style that seemed to kind of be like the overall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that but
1: that makes sense. And that's fine. Like, as we will get to in that episode and that conversation with Cass, uh, the Japanese definitely do have their own style. It's very unique. Mm-hmm. It's very particular. And I don't know if it's trending right now, but the oversized, I mean, because it tend to be a bit smaller, more petite. Mm-hmm. Um, but that oversized uh, look is very, very in. And so, well, that's good because you saved a bit of money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so not a bad thing uh, Very.
1: True. you did end up getting yourself a lululemon
0: jacket though right i did i did after yeah uh after losing my jacket on the bullet train <laughs> i needed to make a purchase quickly it was so cold there so I don't know cold. Why. i
1: didn't mean to laugh there but that if there's one thing that we'd do differently is we would get kate a jacket sooner, sooner. So kate- yes so please yes, <laughs> you for, you forgot your jacket you left your jacket on the bullet train from Osaka to Tokyo which to be fair we've heard stories that had you gone to the lost and found mm-hmm. it would have been there apparently yes.
0: yeah I, I totally believe that given my experience in Japan I 100% believe that my jacket would have been there twofold I did not like that jacket I only brought it for warmth purposes <laughs> and yeah. two I don't want to spend you know, a few hours, like going to do that. Would I would have, it have been there. You. I totally think so. I know you would have that's because you're so sweet.
1: <laughs> so you weren't attached to it. So you, you left it and it was cold. There were some days the wind was like, oh, it was bitterly cold. Uh, but you were a trooper. My goodness. I was in like a snow jacket and you were in, the <laughs> I'm good. I've got this long sleeve. It's fine. I've got my vest. <laughs>
0: Got I was my very hood. happy to find that jacket. <laughs> oh, oh, take me back. Take me back. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What an amazing experience reliving it all. And friends, we hope that you enjoyed hearing about our trip update, how everything went, what we thought of all the activities and the location and The hotel that we booked. And again, we'll link up all the major like activities and the hotel that we stayed at in the description of this episode in case you want to check it out for yourself. Find yourself in Japan anytime soon. Yeah, so a summary, it was definitely
1: a success. I'm so happy that we did it. I know that we've already planned our 2024. I know we teased we teased this one for a long time. So we're not gonna start teasing 2024 from now. But all to say that um, we had a great time and I'm so grateful for it. And
0: um, I can't wait for the next one. Yes. So amazing. All right, friends. Well, as we close out today's chat on our trip update, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward, especially if you visit Japan, (laughs) to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most.
1: And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast
0: app. Until next time.